Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome back to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most podcast credential podcast of all time. I, I'm telling you, this is the greatest podcast there is. In fact, we're just going to keep making it better and better. And I'm right here, Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell, who was fantastic and unbelievable himself. I, I appreciate that, Steve, but you are, uh, 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 you're, you're very kind. But it, it, nobody can compare to... Steve Cypress, and uh, we are we together are making podcasting great again. All right, so let's get right into it here. Uh, this week's lesson learned from Donald Trump is about uh, the transference of talent or the leveraging of talent. So, for instance, ask yourself, you know, the talents and the skills that you've developed over the years and the experiences you've had, where else can you apply them? How can you leverage those? So in, in the story of Donald Trump, which is yet to be the end, of course, is yet to be written, but he started out, his father was in real estate, so he's born into real estate, and he did that for a whole long time until he was approached by a, a producer of reality TV shows, Mark Burnett, who said, you know, why don't you be the guy who's going to do this show based on you in the boardroom evaluating talent to hire because that's something you're really good at is being a judge of talent because Trump is known to surround himself in his real estate empire with top business people and and you know he went for it and so not only did he build this big real estate empire but then he that show was like the number one rated show in the time slot right or one of the top ones on the whole network like he he had a hit reality show then i guess he started with the social media and the tweeting and realized he's influencing people and getting followers and creating controversy and getting media attention and then what the heck he said i've always talked about this I always think I can go out and, and, and get things done, where, of course, we see the government can never get anything done. So let me try and run for president. And then, lo and behold, he actually steamrolls over what I call, quote, real competitors, actual politicians, and steams over them. So Trump has reinvented himself a couple of times. And, and again, the end is yet to be written, right? If he wins, then suddenly his real estate and his TV show are going to be seen like minor things. And if he loses, I guess they'll be back to uh, forever being, uh, you know, characterized as a, you know, dis disparaging remarks, right? Oh, he's just a reality show host. He'll never be the president. Or he's a real estate guy. Or he's a business guy. But, you know, so where can a business person do that? Now, I know that, Everett, you can share with us because I've gone through the similar thing and you've gone through the similar thing where you started in one direction. And then you identified skills and talents and experiences and took those in another direction for a whole new level of, of business and of income. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, uh, uh, I started honing my marketing skills. I mean, first I was just a sales guy. And uh, I mean, I, I don't mean just a sales guy because I happen to love sales, but you understand what I'm saying. That's what I did is I sold other people's stuff. And then I opened a business for myself um, and realized that I had to hone some marketing skills. So... Uh, uh, that sales experience treated me very well. I honed those marketing skills and, and in particular copywriting skills, direct response copywriting skills. And then that became where I made most of my income uh, for several years was, um, and well, in continue, although I do more consulting now. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I'm not, I, I have written some stuff for the comp, for my exclusive array, uh, uh, client, but, um, 
but primarily I'm doing sales sales training and building a sales team and that kind of thing with them. But uh, but yeah, I mean it 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 was once I realized that I had written I don't know three or four million dollar sales packages, multi million dollar sales packages. Um, uh, you know, it, it occurred to me that somebody else might be interested in having me write something for them. And uh, there we go. We're off to the races. Right. And so, and I similarly, uh, you know, I had a, had a career in running my own businesses and doing sales and doing marketing. And then I took that into, hey, you know, why don't I teach others and consult and coach other people on their sales and marketing and a whole new career for me. I mean, of course, I still have to market myself and my consulting business, but Man, not only the vicarious thrill of now I'm involved in so many different businesses, and I just love the rippling effect I can have in industries that I know nothing about the doing end of the business, but I help them grow and make a lot of money. And then, of course, my clients' lifestyles and families improve. I mean, it's just a lot of fun and a lot more uh, to me being a you know, ADD entrepreneur always wants something new. This is great for me. Instead of just one business that I'm marketing for myself, um, I'm able to get involved, like I said, in a variety of different businesses, not to mention my mom was a school teacher, and I, I have that little bit of a, a teacher in me, somebody who likes to share what I know and help others. And so this has been really enjoyable, and it's not anything I thought of when I first got started in business. I just thought I was going to build my own business. So, you know, and I'm always still looking for where's the next opportunity opportunity, where to leverage my talents and skills. And, and the exciting thing about thinking this way and looking at life and business this way is it's, it's, it's exciting because I don't know exactly what the future is going to bring. I continue to hone my skills and talents and build my experience and, you know, always looking for what's that next opportunity coming along. Similarly, I don't think Trump could have said when he was building his real estate empire, hey, I think someday I'll be the star of the number one TV show on the network. Like, there's no way he thought of that. And even though he's talked about it from time to time, I don't really think he ever realistically thought, I, I still wonder if he does, that I'd be president of the United States. I mean, I know he's competitive, and anything he does he wants to win, and he loves to talk a good game, but I think he's as shocked as anybody else that he's actually in this thing and kind of one step away from actually being the president. And I'm not yeah. even sure. That even a politician that becomes a president understands from from everything I hear what's really involved. And I have a feeling he, uh, and you can see right now in his campaign where he is getting more presidential, he's more controlled, and therefore, in other words, he's more controlled by other people. Um, I think that's a very new thing for him. He's kind of been flying solo and making all his own decisions and doing his own thing, which he kind of did through the whole primaries. And now it's, he seems to be much more going into the being controlled, not nearly as much of a puppet as most politicians, but you can see that he's being much more controlled. And, I, and I'm not so sure that's, you know, kind of the way he envisioned it. But he does love to win, I think, so he's willing to do it. He's willing to do whatever he needs to to win, yeah. He so is you're a, a competitive you know, ask sort. yourself, if you're a listener here, ask yourself, and I know you have, you're likely from talking to thousands of business owners, no matter what business you do, no matter how happy you are with it, you know there's going to be an exit strategy. You're either going to you know, just run your business and then just give it up at a certain point, or you're going to run the business and then sell it, or you're going to run the business, pass it on to the next generation. But then when you make that exit, the question is, what are you going to do next? And I'm sure you've heard all the stories like I have. I have friends that have sold businesses from multi-millions 
even hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, went to two years safari in Africa or went to, you know, just play golf for a while or went out on a boat and sailed around the world. But, but almost all of them have the same next step, which is I then quickly realized that wasn't going to be it. And I had the itch to get back into the business world. And so now I'm doing this or now I'm doing that, which could be on the surface seeing as totally different than what you did before, what they did before. But what we're suggesting here is scratch deeper below the surface to not necessarily the new thing you'll do, but the similar talents and skills and experience you have and ways that you can leverage. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think what people need to do in order to uh, you know, to approach this, I, I'm not much for doing things just catch as catch can. I, I'm all about, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and, and, uh, and then have at least the, the outlines of a plan, at least have some sort of plan in mind, uh, instead of just waking up fresh every day. So, um, what people I think need to do is really make a list of what their skills are and try and chunk it up to a broad statement. So, for example, business owners who have employees, um, they, they may be good at managing employees and may be bad at managing employees. But the ones who are good at managing employees, that's a legitimate and trans, uh, uh, transmittable skill. You can, you can transmit that between any business. Um, and even if you take it a step further and, and go from, mani- from managing employees to uh, managing people, you know, so now, now we're not talking about employees necessarily, then you open up the, you open it up even further. Well, and so, that's what you saw, you know, Donald Trump uh, in his, uh, you know, besides the real estate, all the other businesses that he's given a shot, some work, some don't, but a uh, similar thing. You know, he said, I'm good at what you just said. I'm good at getting the right team in place and overseeing right. projects. And he trusts his gut with a decision to like what Trump ties to put in or, you know, what where to get the Trump stakes from, what farm, or what I'm sure, you know, sure he's got a little bit of involvement in everything. Um, although then when he gets in trouble, like Trump University, he's going to try and say, I had no involvement in that. What? No. I had somebody <laughs> else doing that, but whatever. Uh, you know, he saw a skill, like you're saying, of taking on new projects, because in real estate, by definition, every project is unique. Everything is a new space with new, it's a new area. You even have new laws and regulations, and you got to hire new people, and it's got new challenges of the space itself and whether to renovate or whether to put something new. And he, he, he took that into running multiple businesses before he then went into the TV thing and now into the political. Right. And, and that's, the, that's the thing is that uh, uh, business owners have got to understand that what they do for a living is not unique. I mean, it's the old, my business is different deal. It, it's really not. The deliverable may be, but, you know, managing employees is the same, whatever business you, I mean, okay, fine. There, there might be a little bit of difference between managing day laborers over sure, managing I saying, an office I mean, of employees. You're a good judge of talent and you're good at getting people to work together and therefore you're good right. at getting projects done. And if you're a good judge yeah. of which projects to take on and which ones to test, then that's something you look to do. So, I mean, let's leave well, it there. I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, most business owners that I have known over my, you know, at least 35 years, thousands of business owners I've talked to, a lot of them seem to get to a point where they're kind of burnt out on their business. And a suggestion is before that happens, scratch your entrepreneurial itch and look to leverage your talent. Not to mention, it's always nice to have multiple streams of income. So you have some security just in case something happens in your mainstream of, of, of business. Who knows? Exactly. So it's okay to to do that is all I'm saying. If you're a plumber 
and you're like, you know, man, I'm kind of bored with this whole plumbing thing, um, look deeper than just the fact that you know about wrenches and pipes. You know, what else do you know? Do you know how to hire people? Do you know how to judge projects? Maybe you do get into rehabbing homes because you know a lot of other contractors, and so you could do the plumbing, and they could do the drywall, and this guy can do the roofing, and he can do the this, and maybe you get into that. Or maybe you get into something else entirely. So it's okay, and it's very entrepreneurial because down deep, I know ADD, they call it a disorder, but it's practically the definition of an entrepreneur. So we're here to tell you you're not alone, and you can see with Donald Trump, that's three of us, you're not alone. If you have this itch to not just be doing one thing your whole life, it's okay. First step is examine where your skills, experience, and abilities lie, and then step two is look for where you can leverage those and where you can take those in a new direction. It'll it'll get a second win back. You'll have more fun, and if things work out, you could have a second stream of income, and who knows that could take over as your main stream of income. Absolutely, I think that uh, I think that hits the nail right on the head. Sounds good. So let's leave it at that. We'll be back next week with another fantastic. I mean, next week's episode. I mean, it's I mean, it's going to be another winning episode ever. Gonna, people are going to get so tired of winning episodes. We're just going to keep winning and winning and winning with every single episode. I know we have there, a, a spectacular one in mind. Absolutely. And uh, so I, I don't even want to tease it. I don't even want to give them a taste. I just want them to wonder and agonize for a week because you know well, everybody. I will say this. It's we almost have like an addiction. Narrowed it down to the top six. We've narrowed it down yeah. to the top six possible uh, issues to discuss. I've got. I'm vetting. We're vetting all six of them, and we're narrowing it down. And we will make the announcement a week from now of what the next episode will be. Yes. See that way we keep everybody on their toes. So we'll be back next week, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. Thank you much. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.